It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Our college basketball betting talk in the final hour. VSIN tonight, show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And uh, DraftKings has the umpires up for the Tuesday college hoops card. And Wes, I went straight to the Mountain West for a game that I have a lot of interest in on Tuesday night, and that's Nevada at Colorado State. And uh, I think this is a, I want to say a desperation spot, but a, um, a spot where the Rams need to get back on track. Mm-hmm. And Nevada, maybe a little fat and happy at this point because things have been going right for Steve Alford's team lately. But we have some injury news in this game as well, or an injury rumor, I think we should probably say at this point. Heenan Blackshear, a big guard for Nevada, number two scorer, 15.2 points a game. was in a walking boot. And uh, I'm going to say, based on that information, questionable to play on Tuesday night for the Wolfpack in Fort Collins. And without Blackshear, I think the Wolfpack is going to be backed up against it, against a desperate Colorado State team. We saw what the Rams did last time they were at home against Utah State, which is a top dog in the conference uh, standings. This number opened... At seven and a half, and I think that kind of accounts for Blackshear's status. I, would, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's a secret. Maybe it's out there a little bit uh, now that Blackshear might not play in this game. DraftKings at seven, seven and a half at most spots. And I think the number is right here. I like the home side, but the number inflation, eh, it's going to make it tough for me to lay it. Yeah, market, by the way, at faraway stores uh, this afternoon opened five and a half, and then Obviously, I think reacted on the Blackshear injury news. This did actually reach eight at some pretty uh, at some pretty sharp stores, and then a little bit of buyback down to seven and a half, where it's pretty much the majority of the market right now. So, look at you know desperate for Colorado State. I guess still kind of desperate for Nevada as well, uh, even though they're at twenty two and six and they have won three in a row. 
Uh, so I feel like Colorado State has the better power rating, but Nevada obviously the better record at nine and five, just one game out of first place. That's held, of course, a, a two-way tie with Utah State and Boise State. San Diego State in the middle. Colorado State though eight and seven. And look, we've been talking about the Mountain West uh, all season, where it feels like okay. I know there was a broadcaster on one of the games that said, okay, this league's going to get six teams. And it's like, I'm yeah, not so sure. Just assume that. I, think, I think maybe five. And it, it, might be, it might be, like we were talking about, the first team that loses in the conference tournament here at the Thomas and Mac. It's like, odd, okay, that's the out. excuse to leave them out, you know, based on. Uh, I actually think there's a good chance that's the way it's going to work. At the Mountain West tournament in Vegas, mm-hmm. there are going to be six teams in a pretty good position. And the one that takes a first-round loss could be the one that's uh, the odd man out or the game of musical chairs, the one that doesn't get a chair. Because the, the way this works, by the way, in, in, in the Mountain West, and one of the things you're going to have to do is kind of study how the brackets shake out. You want the buy. Yeah, who, who has the buy? Who has the double buy? How many teams? How is the format? So obviously 11 teams, odd number in the Mountain West. So usually what you see is the top five teams automatically go to the quarters, uh, which I believe – I believe the championship's on Saturday, so I think the quarters are going to be on a Thursday. Wednesday is the opener of the Mountain West Conference. So right now, Colorado right. State would happen to be playing that first day. You know, six against 11, seven against 10, and then eight against nine. So they would be facing San, Diego, or San Jose State because, uh, or actually, excuse me, uh, New Mexico would be in that sixth spot. I, I, I take that back. But Colorado State would also be playing on the first day. Yeah, New Mexico might be playing mm-hmm. its way into the NIT. We'll talk about New Mexico again in a minute. But as far as this game, Nevada, 9-5, 22-6 overall. And, uh, you know, I, I think the Wolfpack are in pretty good position here. They've won three in a row. Colorado State's got to be the desperate team, 8-7 in the conference. And, by the way, the Rams just had a two-game trip to Albuquerque, where they lost to New Mexico, basically at the buzzer. Donovan Dent went coast to coast, hit a layup, put New Mexico up two. Colorado State had the last shot from three and missed it. Lost by two. Rams come to Vegas on Saturday. Game goes down to the wire, and they lose 66-60 to the Rebels. I think you're going to get a Rams team that's really hungry in this spot, Wes. And the last time, I'll say this, Colorado State was a home against Utah State. I know there were some uh, sharp betters saying, man, this number's inflated. I got to take six with Utah State. Maybe Col- this is the uh, money line pairing with uh, uh, Mississippi Colorado State. Colorado State won that game against Utah State 75 to 55. Yeah, so look, home, 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 home court in Mountain West is, has, been, has been really darn good this year. It's been really hard to, to win on the road. Uh, look, like a team like Colorado State, keep in mind this Colorado State team pounded Creighton. Uh, on Thanksgiving Day, sure. Earlier, I know, I know that's back in November, and teams change, and then beat beat Colorado uh, at home. Colorado State, I believe, has won uh, one game on the road uh, in in the Mountain West, and that was against Fresno State. So yeah, you can beat the bottom teams, but can you beat the teams that obviously you you need to beat in terms of tournament positioning? Nevada's already proven they could do that, uh, winning at Utah State earlier in conference play. Oh, that was a huge win for the Wolfpack. That might ultimately be what gets Steve Alford's team over the hump into the right. tournament, as long as they don't have too many missteps down the stretch. Utah State, another one. Uh, they beat Boise State on the road, also yeah. beat the Rebels on the road, that very yeah. controversial call back in January. Utah State, Boise State tied at 10-4 atop the Mountain West. San Diego State a half game back. Then you have Nevada, UNLV, New Mexico, and Colorado State. I think the Rebels have to win the conference tournament mm-hmm. to get in. 
Yeah, too many bad losses in the non-conference. The Southern Air Force. So I think Rebels kind of uh, in a tough spot. As far as New Mexico, let's talk about this team now because the Lobos. (laughs) Let me just give you this number right now. New Mexico. Mm, Not in action tomorrow. Yeah, they don't play until Saturday, and they need that bye after that. They got beat outright by Air Force. So Air Force is a nine-point home dog to Boise State on Tuesday. Air Force was an 18-and-a-half-point dog at New Mexico on Saturday. I I recorded this game, went back and watched it because I I wanted to see how in the hell could New Mexico lose to Air Force as an 18-and-a-half-point home favorite. We were mystified when UNLV lost to Air Force 90-to-58 as an 11-point home favorite. How could New Mexico pull that off? Lobos, by the way, have lost three of their last four home games. We talked about how tough home courts are in the Mountain yeah. West, and the pits usually among the toughest. Lobos have dropped three of the last four at home, and they fall to Air Force as an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. And I went back and watched the tape today, Wes. The effort was embarrassing on both ends of the floor for this mm-hmm. New Mexico team, and that falls on the coach, Richard Pertino, and your veteran leaders. I could not believe the lack of effort on the defensive end of the floor. And um, this Air Force team, obviously, is going to show up no matter what its record is. They're going to show up and play every night. What did you say Air Force was getting tomorrow against us? Nine and a half at home against Boise State. Can you count on the Falcons to show up in back-to-back games? Because, believe it or not, Air Force's two wins in conference are at UNLV and at New Mexico. And the Falcons have been blown out in most spots at home. Yeah. So there's not really a home court advantage here. I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, you just do. don't go into the Clune Arena, though, and, 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 and win. But Everybody every else most, most people have. And, uh, yeah, because I was asking about the line because I was looking at Air Force to see if maybe there was a, a little bit of an overcompensation or an over-discount from yeah. that win in Mexico, and there Not hasn't really. been because Air Force, by the way, against comparable opponents, they were getting 9.5 at home against San Diego State, lost and didn't cover. Uh, they were getting 10.5 uh, to New Mexico back in January, lost didn't cover. So... Yeah. I thought man, I was uh, Utah State. That was very early. Uh, they were getting seven. Lost UNLV didn't cover last week. UNLV. They were getting six and a half. Loss obviously didn't cover. They got beat seventy two forty three. But I, I was hoping maybe that would be in the number, and maybe Boise State would be laying like seven and a half or eight. Yeah. Because I, I would have laid it with the Broncos uh, on the road here, but nine and a half priced me out a little bit. Air Force. This is one of the oddities of the college basketball season. Air Force is two and twelve. In the Mountain West, the only two wins by 32 points at UNLV and then at the pit in New Mexico over the weekend. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you figure that? Yeah, I know. I was it's stunned. It's weird. actually stunned when I saw the 78-77 final score. I had the points with them, but I, cause, just because I thought maybe New Mexico kind of going to sleepwalk here. But Well, once again, that's what we talked about, the letdown factor, not the look-ahead factor. The letdown was yeah. New Mexico off the big win over Colorado State. Lobos were sleep, sleepwalking in the pit on Saturday, and the Falcons caught them. Yeah, they weren't just sleepwalking. Uh, like They were a corpse because I'm expecting, okay, okay, Air Force is up at the half. Do I want to play the second half? They were up by one, I think. And then you got to see that New Mexico never could get away. They never could get away from Air Force in the second half and actually couldn't get the lead for a lot of the second half. Pitiful performance by New Mexico, and that might end up uh, sending New Mexico to the NIT. Mm-hmm. Right now, Richard Patino and Rick Patino both on the NCAA tournament bubble. St. John's got a big win on Saturday. Maybe maybe Richard maybe Richard needs to wear the white suit. 
Because it, it brought Rick Pitino luck. I know you were on St. John's. I, I was on St. John's as well. That was probably their best game of the season. Fading Creighton off the big win yeah. over UConn. Yeah, because look, even I sometimes I'll fade myself too when I talked about Creighton. Like, hey, this is a legit Final Four contender. And I still think that they are, by the way. But look, even all these teams are going to have bad performances every once in a while. And it was just... You know, a really difficult. Better than UConn in college basketball. Right. Huskies went on the road last week and got blown out of Creighton. Creighton goes on the road, gets whipped by St. John's. I'll tell you what, New Mexico. Handicapping spots you got to look for. New Mexico, by the way, who doesn't really have a big win in non conference. I think their win was Louisiana Tech, was their best one, 78 in the Ken Palm. Only got one more home game. They got Fresno State. They should beat Fresno. They're going to have to win at least one of these last two on the road at Boise or at Utah State because no I just I just don't think that they have enough enough wins. Like, all their good wins are in conference. And this was a Lobos team that we were talking about maybe being a Final Four sleeper a month ago, maybe like the San Diego State mm-hmm. last year. Because you got senior guards, and that's yeah. what you want in the NCAA tournament. Because I do guards. think if they could get in, they could be dangerous and right. maybe be a sleeper for the Sweet 16. If you can't beat Air Force. Not, yeah, that's, uh, that's not giving you a lot of confidence. Also, Utah State, an 11-point favorite at Fresno, and uh, San Diego State, a 22-and-a-half-point home favorite over San Jose. There's another game in the Mountain West. I do want to talk about that. We'll we'll hit on that and more when we come back here on VSIN tonight. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
with VSIN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on an annual deal today. Get your first year for only $199. That's down from the typical price of $240. Use promo code tonight. The VSIN Pro access to everything we do for a full year, including the daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has a hot hand. Betting splits to show where the money and the bets are moving for every game, updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes. 24-7 video access. Our upcoming March Madness betting guide with bracket breakdowns and best bets. Remember to use promo code TONIGHT to get your first year of vSIM Pro access for only $199. Sign up today at vSIM.com slash subscribe. All right, Wes, we're going to do vSIM morning bets. You ready? I'm ready. Gonna talk about some of the humans and Wes Reynolds. Talk about some of the top games on the college hoop card on a Tuesday. It's a big Tuesday, Wes. We're gonna start with Kentucky. I saw this at DraftKings Sportsbook, and I find it very interesting because the Wildcats have had such a roller coaster season. According to uh, DK Sportsbook, twenty-five percent of the money—that's the most. And 18% of the bets, also the most, are on Kentucky to win the NCAA championship at their sportsbook. Kentucky right now 22-1 to to win it all. Are you surprised that the most money is on Kentucky in that futures pool? You know, a little bit. Uh, uh, look, everybody got on them once that once they saw how explosive this offense is and the fact that they're number one in three-point shooting in the country. This is a totally different team for Kentucky because you're used to them kind of grinding out games and being really good defensively have not been good defensively uh, uh, this year at all, even though kind of rebounded, uh, you know, take that 95 points for Alabama. They're obviously one of the best offenses in the country, maybe the best uh, efficiency-wise. But, yeah, their defense was good at Auburn, and they put back-to-back together. So it was like, okay, can they do it again? Their defense wasn't bad against LSU, even though they got beat at the buzzer. So, look, this is a dangerous team, uh, and I certainly think they can win it all. I have a little piece at 25-1 to 1 myself, uh, but – uh, and, and, and it, cause remember it went down to like 15 and then it kind of drifted back up. Now I think it's like 20 or 22. It's got a discount off that win against Alabama on Saturday, but look, the offense, it's almost like it can only take a step back against Mississippi state on Tuesday, uh, scoring 117 points and especially a Mississippi state team, by the way, it's third best in the conference in defense. Uh, and have a big man down low in Tolu Smith who, look, they want to run you off the three-point line, uh, Mississippi State. They're one of the best at doing that, one of the best uh, three-point percentage defenses in the country because they want to funnel you into the big guy because they got a shot blocker at the rim in Tolu Smith. Let's talk about that game a little bit more. 621-22 on the rotation at DraftKings. Mississippi State opened a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The line is now four, three-and-a-half at a lot of books out there. I think – I want to say Joe Public might be a little surprised to say, hey, I just watched Kentucky drop 117 points on Alabama, mm-hmm. and now you're going to give me points? This team's Wildcats going to be dogs against who? Mississippi State? Well, there's a reason. I, I do believe Mississippi State deserves to be the favorite. But the betting market, as uh, I would say, got this one right overnight, Wes, to the point where I wanted to play Mississippi State. I was hoping it was going to be this number is going to be around pick em or one. I didn't get my wish. Yeah, and uh, and uh, 
I still still might use it like on a money right. line. I want to see. I think Kentucky, by the way, on Tuesday morning, will get some money and will get gradual money throughout the day from uh, maybe some of the uh, the casual betters. Don't but you want to fade a team that was red hot from three, yeah. had its best offensive performance of the season by far, and put up 117 points. Absolutely, and, and schematically. This isn't a bad ma- as bad a matchup as you would might think on the surface for Mississippi State because Mississippi State has size, and they get a Kentucky team that's not a very good rebounding team. Right. And Mississippi State rebounds the heck out of the ball. Uh, you know, is Cal going to stick with that small ball lineup? I think that he is. I think he will. More than likely after it scored 117 on Saturday against Alabama. Make but them play your game, don't play their game. Yeah. And hope your hope your shooters stay hot. Mississippi That's State, by the way, they're gonna be a little bit slower and methodical. Maybe not quite the glacial pace of South Carolina. I remember they took it to Kentucky, held them to sixty two points because they have that three fifty five out of three sixty two in tempo. So Mississippi State not totally that slow, but I think they're willing to be remember they were in like the three thirties in tempo last year. So Christian's willing to take the air out of that ball And I think that that's probably the good strategy here. Uh, So uh, uh, Mississippi State is the side I would not bet at this number, but certainly on a money line parlay if you could find a dance partner. And I do also, if you're not wanting to play the total or the side, maybe look at the total. It's like 156 and a half. Oh, my God. It was 117 to 95 on on Saturday. And remember – uh, Mississippi State did play in Rupp earlier this year, back in January. It was 167 mm-hmm. on the total. So under 157, uh, I think that might be the way I'm going to look here. Well, Mississippi State's going to try to uh, turn this into a slower-paced game, no doubt about it. This is not going to be the fast-paced game it was in Rupp, and you got to try to get Kentucky out of its comfort zone. I think we're probably in agreement here. I lean under as well, yeah. and uh, I, I can't play it at this number. I think the number's a bit inflated at this point, and the uh, only way I can play Mississippi State's on a money line. Tough probably. to win in the hump, too, down in Starkville. Uh, Auburn and Tennessee certainly sure. found that out. But the uh, the sharp money overnight, definitely on Mississippi State. Let's go to 655 on the rotation, UNLV at Wyoming. And uh, I like to fade teams off big wins. I'm not sure Kevin Kruger's had many bigger wins than he had against uh, Colorado State on Saturday. Rebels really needed that one, and they got it. They took down the Rams, and now they go on the road. The toughest trip in the Mountain West to Laramie, Wyoming. To the AA Arena Auditorium. What is that, a 72-20 at elevation I see painted on that floor? Yeah, but Jerry Tarkinian once told his players, we're indoors, so the altitude <laughs> doesn't matter. What a great line. <laughs> but the Cowboys have upset Nevada. They played well on their home court. In fact, they took down Colorado State in a chaotic comeback. Remember that game? That was like the that Round was like the bad the beat minute. of the year if you had a favorite on the money line uh, with Colorado State. So the Rebels off the big win on the road at Wyoming. I think the Cowboys are going to be live dogs here. Right now, you can catch five and a half with yeah. uh, Wyoming. That's the way I'm going to look in that game. Anything yeah, else I'm, on your radar? I'm, I'm with you, by the way, on that one. And Wyoming off two near 20-point blowouts. Got blown out by Boise State at home. Lost by 18 at Nevada. Probably, uh, you know, a big effort spot for Jeff Linder and the Cowboys. Uh, uh, one that I'm going to look at that's going to be down the radar. And look, this is, ca- this is kind of an ugly favorite. We talk about ugly underdogs. Let's talk about an ugly favorite. This is game 647-648. Vanderbilt at Arkansas. And mostly 10s in the market. There are some 9.5s, by the way, overnight. So try to lay, lay the best of it if you like the favorite. And I, I do kind of like the favorite here. I, I'm... Look, 
Arkansas is disappointed so many times where it's like, okay, they got it figured out. They got it figured out. They got a lot of talent on this team. And look, Musk just hadn't been able to, to, to get the right buttons, and he's been frustrated. However, Arkansas, by the way, has won their last two. They won at Texas A&M, and then they beat Missouri uh, pretty easily on Saturday. They were only laying five and a half. Arkansas has covered their last three games, and now they're back to a game over 500 here. So, look, I'm not buying necessarily that Arkansas is going to make that that March run that they've made several times the last couple of years under Eric Musselman. But I think maybe look, Vanderbilt is way down, and, and I think Jerry Stackhouse is on the way out. I know uh, uh, some others have pointed that out to us that maybe they're just kind of negotiating the buyout here and what the terms are going to be. Uh, by the way, uh, Trevon Brazil did play a little bit on Saturday, only played four minutes. Remember, he's missed a bunch of games uh, this season with an injury. I think he had missed the last, I want to say, seven games before returning against Missouri. So maybe still on a minutes restriction, but might play a little bit more. But it's probably as healthy as Arkansas has been all season. Uh, so lay the wood with the uh, Razorbacks, uh, minus nine and a half. I had the ra- Razorbacks on Saturday. I had to sweat that out a little bit against a Missouri team that's still winless in the SEC. That, that is, to be fair, still trying. 0-14, by the way, uh, are the uh, Missouri Tigers uh, in the SEC. Uh, still trying. I think there's going to be a spot to to bet them at some point, uh, uh, perhaps against the Gators on Wednesday night. All right, a couple ugly dogs on my radar on uh, Tuesday night. And uh, we'll talk about those a little bit more when we wrap up the show tonight. Wes, we got to talk golf betting, too, because uh, we just wrapped up the Mexico Open. It was actually a pretty good tournament for me. I think it was a pretty good tournament for you as well. Yeah, I ended Not up great. profiting despite the fact I didn't have the outright and didn't take my own damn recommendation to bet Jake Knapp in play. you got to listen to your own advice, Wes. I know. Uh, I know. We'll, we'll talk more golf betting after the break and also look ahead uh, quickly to this week's tournament, but also... Uh, that's going to wrap up the show. On deck, we have Bruce Marshall, longtime gold sheet handicapper, now with uh, CBS Sportsline and Vegas Insider. And Bruce has got some best bets for college basketball on Tuesday, and we're going to get those uh, picks and analysis from Bruce Marshall next. We're going to wrap up the show tonight with golf betting talk and our best bets in college hoops. So stick around to VSIN tonight, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the Sports Betting Network. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, spring training baseball is back. What better way to hit it off in the Grapefruit and Cactus Leagues and with VSIN's free MLB betting primer? I'll tell you how to bet on spring training and continue all season long with uh, extensive MLB analysis. Whether you're a veteran or a newcomer to MLB betting, Bet smarter this year. Download the free MLB betting primer for now for free at vcin.com slash guide, vsin.com slash guide. Bruce Marshall loves to go to baseball games, to handicap baseball, goes to spring training almost every year. Longtime gold sheet handicapper, Vegas Insider, CBS Sportsline. Bruce Marshall joins us now. Bruce, are you going to make your trip to Arizona for spring training? I might. Uh, it gets a little crowded in March. I mean, I want to watch these basketball games too. So I'll, yep. I'll try to sneak down there. I, I don't know that I'll get to. A few years ago, I went down to Florida and watched some games there. But uh, I'm not sure I can make it this March. But it's always, it gets me in the mood. If I can find a couple of days to slip down to Phoenix, I will. 
All right, well, let's talk college hoops because uh, that's what we care most about right now. And Wes and I have been talking a lot tonight about this Kentucky-Mississippi State game. Wildcats off their A-plus offensive performance, putting up 100, 117 points on Alabama over the weekend. Bruce, right now, Mississippi State is a four-point favorite over Kentucky. That's the DraftKings number three and a half at a lot of spots out there in the market. What are you looking at here in Kentucky-Mississippi State? I'm taking Kentucky. Now, I'll tell you why I'm not quite buying Mississippi State here. I know I know Matt uh, and Wes, they've won five in a row. But look who they've beat. All these teams they've beaten in this streak are the ones beneath them in the SEC. I mean, it's everybody. It's it's the bottom tier of the league except for Vanderbilt. They already beat them back in January. So, uh, I mean, they haven't beaten, you know, any of the contenders here in this recent uh, run. In Kentucky, I suggest that three of its best games of the season have come in its last four. Now they had slowed the uh, coach Kell had slowed the pace down. They, they, uh, they went against Ole Miss and Auburn on the road was very impressive. Uh, and they really dialed back the pace in those games. And it looked like they had found something. And then the first half of the LSU game, they were doing the same thing. And then it got a little sped up in the second half in LSU. They lost the buzzer, but then they blew out Alabama. Uh, that game got going back and forth, um, and Kentucky can play that way. I think this will be a much slower pace. Uh, maybe they could use Trey Mitchell to come back in uh, to help against Tolu. Tolu did score 26 in the first meeting, though. But you know, Antonio Reeves is on fire, and uh, he's scoring what 24 per game in the last three, and Unlike when he was at Illinois State, when these teams could gang up on him, uh, I mean, they, they, you can't really do that with Kentucky because all these other guys are scoring uh, so well. Um, I mean, it was a uh, uh, big game on uh, on uh, on Saturday, uh, you know, and he scored another uh, you know another what twenty seven in that game. Justin Edwards was ten for ten from the floor. Bottom line is here, Kentucky can win this game on the road. I know they've lost some on the road. They've also won on the SEC road, and I'm not buying Mississippi State right now. So I'm going to take Kentucky, and I might even look under. We're about 156 or so. Um, and this might look a little bit more like uh, uh, the Ole Miss and the Auburn games of a couple weeks ago, so I'm not sure this one's going to clear it, although they did go to 167 the first game back in January. Bruce, let's go to the ACC here. It is uh, Pitt at Clemson. And uh, Clemson probably solidly in the NCAA tournament, despite the fact they've won four or lost four at home in conference play down at Little John. Uh, now up to seven and a half are the Tigers. Uh, nice win over Florida State. Pitt rebounded, went over Virginia Tech over the weekend. So Pitt and Clemson. Pitt, you look, they got that one win at Duke, and that's all they got. Uh, really need this one. Yeah, and they got that one at Virginia, too, although that's not looking so good right now. But Pitt has won 6-7, uh, 8-10. of ten. Uh, That the, the one loss here recently hurt them, though. The, the Wake Forest game last week, they got blown out, and that was the one game Blake Henson did not fire as he has in recent games. I mean, he scored 41 a couple weeks ago against Louisville, only 10 against Wake Forest last week, bounced back with 22 uh, and the uh, weekend win against a Virginia Tech, which was a night win, nice win. Now, now Pitt, though, has moved itself sort of onto the bubble uh, at the fringe. I think they're probably five or six spots away from uh, getting in the field right now. So this is a chance to get a quad one win. And most of their efforts over the last uh, three, four weeks, except the Wake Forest game, would be good enough. You mentioned that one thing about Clemson, the one uh, pattern for them this season has been at home. They haven't been covering numbers consistently 
in ACC play, although they did get that one on the weekend, they've still only covered two of eight home ACC games this season. This is not an insignificant price. Pitt's going to be desperate here uh, in, in most of their efforts. I mean, if you're going to Duke and win, win at Virginia, I mean, you got a shot here at Clemson, even though I, I like that upper-class feel of Clemson. This looks like a few too many points, especially if Henson is hot, which he's been lately. I'm going to take Pitt plus in this one. All right, Bruce Marshall, Vegas Insider Handicapper with us. Bruce, I'm going to hit you with three Mountain West games here. And uh, today I watched the replay of Air Force New Mexico. Did you know the Falcons were 2-38 and 38 all-time at the pit before they upset the Lobos as 18.5-point favorites Saturday? Inexplicable, pathetic performance by New Mexico in that one. That might end up with uh, New Mexico headed to the NIT. But anyway, on Tuesday night in the Mountain West, we got Boise as a 9.5-point favorite at Air Force. Nevada as a seven and a half point dog at Colorado State, and there's uh, some questions about whether Keenan Blackshear for the Wolfpack is going to play. He's got a foot or ankle injury, might not suit up for Nevada. And then UNLV off a big win on the road at Wyoming as a five and a half point favorite, the Rebels. Well, uh, let me talk. We're down the list here. Boise State won. I'm going to lay the points with Boise tomorrow. You know, Air Force. I know they won that game, but even a broken clock is right twice per day, okay? So the wins against UNLV and New Mexico are real outliers for Air Force. Every other game in conference, uh, you know, they've not only got lost, but they've been smoked in most of those. Uh, and I think they'll get smoked tomorrow. Boise already ran up 38-point win in the first meeting. This is the best offense in the in the Mountain West. Deganhart had 29 in the first game. Uh, they're scoring almost 90 per game in this three-game win streak. I'll lay the points with Boise in that one. Nevada, Blackshear is a real player, so that would be a concern. But I'll tell you what Alfred's been getting. Uh, these other guys are stepping up. McIntosh had a really good game uh, the other night against San Jose. Coleman has had some big games. Davidson continues to fare very well. This team has been very, very resilient. And CSU's having trouble closing the deal here. I mean, they probably need one more win to get themselves on the safe side of the cut line, but yeah, they've lost three or four now. They've been playing the upper echelon of the league, but they, uh, they've they been having trouble. They got whipped up in Reno. Uh, even if Blackshear doesn't go, I might give uh, the Wolfpack a shot. Very important game for them as they scramble to get to the safe side of the cut line. And one more, this UNLV um, I am going to lay with UNLV here. I'm a little reluctant to lay points on the road. S- sometimes I'm doing with Boise. I know. Listen, UNLV is not bad. I mean, look at all the wins they have in league and Kruger's got five different guys. All the, everybody in his lineup can score. I mean, they're very well balanced. I've been really impressed when Deedon Thomas has come on nice. Whaley has played very well when Keelan Boone got eligible in mid December to join his twin brother, uh, that seems to be the trigger point for UNLV. They've played exceptionally well since then. Wyoming has been very inconsistent, um, and uh, they have dropped off a little bit lately too. So I'm actually going to lay it with the Rebels tomorrow up in Laramie. Bruce, got about 90 seconds left here. Uh, let's go to the Big Ten, Penn State and Iowa. Mm-hmm. Penn State's won their last two at home, maybe addition by subtraction with uh, Kanye Clary uh, uh, being uh, removed from the team. But now they're going to an Iowa team that's played, despite the loss at Illinois, starting to get closer to that bubble. Uh, they got picked up a couple quad one wins. Uh, Hawkeyes, by the way, laying about nine uh, in Iowa City tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah, Wes, that, that Michigan State win has helped them. Although, I, 
you know, I wonder about that. Michigan State's stubbing its toes a lot. I have just seen Iowa not compete too many times this year to really trust this team. And I know, you know, I saw, you know, Bubble Watch moved Iowa like onto the watch here uh, uh, this week. But even off the loss, I, you know, the defense has been off on vacation a lot. Um, uh, they just don't compete on too many nights for me. I, you know, Penn State is not something was up there with Clary when they moved him off the team. Uh, but all these other, tr- the transfers who came in with Rhodes from uh, Virginia tech, uh, I'm sorry, Virginia Commonwealth, um, you know, Baldwin Kern, they played very well. Um, I'm taking Penn state plus the points. They've been very scrappy here. And I just don't like Iowa's defense that much. This might be an over as well uh, tomorrow in Iowa city. Bruce, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to go off on the Los Angeles Clippers new logo. Yes, it is a Clipper ship has a mast and sails, uh, like the old Clipper logo from San Diego. This new Clipper logo looks like a cruiser or a a big yacht that Aristotle Onassis might have had at one point. It's not a Clipper ship. So, you know, do some homework, logo guys. Your name is the Clippers. Put a clipper ship on the logo. Don't put just some any seat going vessel. I mean, a rowboat is not an aircraft carrier, even though they're both boats. So uh, do the right thing, Clippers, and they messed up with this logo. I preferred the Clippers, Bruce, when they were in San Diego. I'd be okay if they moved back there. Me too. <laughs> All right, Bruce. Thanks. Appreciate the time tonight. Okay. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Right now on DraftKings Sportsbook, new players can deposit $5, get a no sweat bet up to 1000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up. Official sports betting partner of the NBA, DraftKings, promo code VSIN. Wes, quick uh, mention of the association while we're at it. Uh, anything you're looking to play on the Tuesday night card in the NBA? Yeah, just looking to see, uh, you know, what 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 the uh, what the injuries are going to be. Uh, uh, Pelicans on the road, uh, laying points to the Knicks. Uh, uh, Pelicans, by the way, they blew one over the weekend against the uh, Chicago Bulls at home. Uh, uh, Zion listed as questionable with the with the forearm, but that's awful curious. Knicks is is home dogs, but uh, that makes me kind of like the Pelicans a little bit tomorrow, laying two and a half or laying money line. Knicks got away with one tonight. Big favorites. Barely held on to beat the Pistons by two. Detroit coach Monty Williams went off on the officials. Uh, apparently, the officials have admitted their mistake in the postgame. Which makes it all better. Which is not going to make it better. Pistons still get stuck with a loss. But they are playing a back-to-back. They go from New York to Chicago. And Pistons open 11-point dogs at Chicago. Same number they were getting tonight against the Knicks. And I lost that game by Bulls two. fighting to get in that, you know, be in that play in uh, seven through ten in the Eastern Conference right now. On the edge of my seat, I can't yes. wait to see yes, what I happens know. there. Thrilling! All right, let's uh, take a look back at Friday night, Saturday in the Circa College Hoops Challenge, and it was Week Four of the contest. Props to David Deneen. Andy Capper from Reno, former Cal, Cal Poly player, right now holding up the credibility of the contest yeah. with his 14-6 and we, six record. Against we we said we were going to talk about the good earlier and then pass the bad and go straight to the ugly. Uh, here's the, here's the uh, ugly right now. All right, so Deneen, 14-6 on top. And here's, here's something about David Deneen's 3-2 week. He should have been 5-0. Oh. He deserved 5-0. and oh. He laid the points with, uh, was it Riverside against Cal Poly? Yeah. Laid seven. They were up 22 late and won by six. And they got in that foul game. You always hate, hate when that happens uh, late in the game. Oh, that wasn't the worst beat. So he and I were also on UC Irvine plus one and a half at UC San Diego. Mm-hmm. Irvine led almost the entire way. Up three with two seconds left in regulation and allowed the Tritons to shoot a three. Mm-hmm. And guess what, Wes? They hit it. Yes. Forced overtime. They, you know what, Matt? And covered in overtime. They always seem to hit the threes late. Why do late. you let them shoot a three when you're up three I know, with two seconds I know. left? I know. That, wow. and, and one of the things is somebody that plays a little bit more totals maybe than you do, yeah. whenever you're on the under, oh, yeah. they always hit the threes late. If they hadn't hit them the whole game, they always hit them in that final minute. So Deneen should have been 5-0, and oh, and he went 3-2. and two. He's 14-6. and six. He's on top. I went three and zero. Oh. I lost both my game. I went three and two. Both my losses were in overtime. I felt like it should have been four and one, if not five and zero. Oh. Whatever. That's the way it goes. Greg Hoops Peterson actually went zero oh and five. He was eleven and four after the goose egg. He's still in second place at eleven and nine. Jim Root, Chicago handicapper, at ten and ten. Bobby Buckets Brubeck of Austin, Texas, 9-11. Chris Macero out of San Diego at 8-11-1. Then we get to Adam Burke, 8-7. And, seven. and uh, somebody asked me on Twitter, 
or asking general on Saturday, where what happened to Adam's Burks, Adam Burke's picks? Well, if you paid attention to the show, which you obviously didn't, Adam blew the deadline by 50 minutes and didn't get his plays in. We're not going to bend the rules. We have deadlines for a reason, right? So he sent his five plays in 50 minutes after the deadline. Don't count. Bill 80, our COO, handed down the final ruling. No, we can't bend the rules. The picks don't count. So 0-0. And I went back and looked at his five plays. He went one and four on the five he sent. So mm-hmm. he would be nine and 11 if those counted. Tim Murray of Eason at eight and 12. Ken Thompson, seven, 12 and one. You got Will Hill and Aaron Moore of Eason at seven and 13. I'm at eight and 12. And Wes, you were at six and 14. I know you're not happy. Bringing about up it. the rear. Uh, yes, I, yes, I am. Uh, just look. Haven't haven't picked the right five and look, have, you know, just have lost, no excuses. Uh, you know, haven't haven't selected the right ones, had some had some bad reads. So, gonna try to save a little face here. I know. Uh, well, we got uh, twelve picks coming up on the uh, March twentieth show, Wednesday, March twentieth, gonna be our next big show. Brooklyn's best, our sponsor for this contest, as well as the Circuit Friday Football Invitational. Al Scali and Brooklyn's Best can bring pizza in studio. Wednesday, maybe when March the pizza, 20th. maybe when the pizza comes in, I'll handicap better. I don't know. I'm just looking. I'm grasping at straws here, Matt. That show's going to be an extravaganza on Wednesday night, March 20th. You're going to have 12 plays per contestant for the Thursday and Friday first round NCAA tournament games, and the tiebreaker picks going to be coming in that night. Each contestant will pick his four final four teams. You get one point per correct team. And you pick your national champ, you get three points if you pick the national champ. That's the tiebreaker formula. Don't miss that Wednesday, March 20th show. You wouldn't anyway because that's tournament week, and all our shows that week are going to be great. But, Wes, 12 plays, got a chance to get back on track. I know you're looking forward to that. So, four regular season contest weeks so far, February 2nd, 9th, 16th, and 23rd. Now we take a break until the tournament. And it's a good question that was posed to me by several people over the weekend. Why aren't you doing the contest this week? It's a bit of a complicated answer. But what happens is typically the schedule in the past, at the end of February, conference tournaments start. Mm-hmm. Well, this week the schedule got pushed back a little bit, so you don't have the conference tournament starting until next week. So I was when I looked at the schedule, I thought, well, there's got to be some conference tournaments that week. Maybe we're going to have a smaller schedule. Maybe we'll take a bye that week. And then I saw, well, I think it's a full schedule. But here's the problem. We set the rules for this contest before the Super Bowl, a couple weeks before the Super Bowl or so. This show started at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Yes. I tracked the Friday night openers on DraftKings and Circa, every other book in the world. We can't use the offshore books for a contest like this. We can use DraftKings or Circa. That's about it. Well, as of 4 o'clock on most Friday afternoons, you might have had lines up on 15 games. 4.30, 5 o'clock, maybe some other lines start to pop up. That's not enough to run a contest for a show that starts at 6 p.m. Pacific. Right. And I made the decision that, you know what, this contest might end up being a crap show in the month of February because we're not going to have lines up on all the games. So I'm just going to limit this to four weeks, and we'll take a break for the tournament because I didn't want the thing to be a disaster in February, if we don't have enough lines up on the games late on Friday afternoons. So that's basically why we're not doing it this week. I was not told at the time the show was going to be moved back to 8 p.m. Pacific. Mm -hmm. If I had known at the time that we were going to start the show at 8 p.m., 
then I would have added this as a contest week. Yes. That's a huge difference. And you know the last week you had a lot more time to handicap the card. When you have a deadline to send in your picks at 5.45 or 7 p.m., mm-hmm. you got a lot more time to uh, look at everything and a lot more time for all the numbers to pop up on the screen. So bottom line, there's a lot of things involved in it. But there weren't enough numbers up, and Circa wasn't putting anything up at that time. Friday night, overnight line, Circa was not putting anything up before 6 o'clock. Right. So we had to rely on DraftKings, and DK didn't have all the numbers up by 4 or 4.30. Yeah, because you, don't, you don't get a lot of those added, and you, you yeah. know, there's some people like, hey, why don't you do more on the totals? It's already hard enough to go yeah. through all these sides and then got to go through the totals. Uh, Such so, a quick turnaround for a show that started at 6. It's essentially like 280 games because yeah. you're doing sides and totals. You're not going to do all the totals. No. But here's the thing. If I had known the show was going to be moved back to 8 p.m. at that time, this would have been a contest week, but we didn't know that. Right? Right. We didn't know. Not a big deal. The way the contest is going, we need a break anyway. Yeah. We'll take a break. I'll take the bye week, come back man. To the I know you, you want a bye week. You We're kidding? still going to put out our plays. We're going to have put a Friday night show. me on injured reserve for four weeks. Will Hill and I will be here hosting the Friday night show. We're going to put out our best bets for the Saturday card, and uh, hopefully we have a uh, winning week. It's just not going to be part of the contest, which is okay with me at this point because the consensus plays in the contest have been a great fade. It's been going against them. Our number one consensus play – Last week, Baylor plus two and a half against Houston. We lost that in overtime. Mm-hmm. If the kid makes a free throw, it's a win. Yes. Our number two consensus play, I believe, was Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. I know UNLV was po- – so the other popular plays did okay. But anyway, that's why we're taking a break until the tournament. A combination of a few different reasons, but it's very difficult to turn a contest like this around on Friday afternoons when the numbers are not up on all the games that – 4, 4.30 Pacific time in the afternoon. Uh, you're going to have your plays on VSIM Pro overnight or in the morning for College Hoops Best Bets. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk golf. We ran out of time, but we'll talk golf betting on tomorrow night's show. We had a pretty good weekend in golf. Yes, uh, this week in Palm Beach, starting the Florida swing for the Cognizant Classic. Go to vcin.com. Wes Reynolds' uh, column will be up there by noon on Tuesday. We'll talk a lot more golf betting, a lot more College Hoops and NBA on the Tuesday night show, the Sports Betting Network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.